0: what's up what's up what's up yeah i know i know welcome back to another episode of hot my community podcast and y'all already know who i am and if this is your first time listening i am carol wit welcome to the show um if you ask anybody they will tell you that i have been on a year-long hiatus i've had a lot going on okay don't listen listen y'all y'all gotta forgive me y'all gotta forgive me this podcast thing i'm the only person running this thing all right So it gets a little draining sometimes, sometimes I don't feel like doing it, but I've been inspired. Okay. I've been inspired. I have a few social medias where if you know, if you follow me, I have a few rants sometimes, but you know, I just can't convey everything that I want to say in my rant. So here I am back on Hot My Community Podcast so I can give you the unfiltered me unabridged me okay i'm here to give it to you because i know that y'all have been waiting for it so i'm here now i might not be here consistently but i'm gonna be here okay and i'm gonna give you some good content so i'm back all right just chill out now i know you probably been wondering where i've been i've been around you know i've had a lot of things going on and i'm gonna get into that on future episodes because it has brought me so much clarity that i really cannot wait to share with you all now i'm gonna give you a disclaimer that these are my opinions okay don't take this as fact. I'm just speaking from my experience and my reality in life, and I'm just here to give it to you. The reason I started this podcast is because, you know, when I was in my 20s, I wish I would have had somebody that been through it or can tell me their experiences or share how they felt and how what they went through. Somebody that I can relate to, but somebody that's going to be real about it, you know, somebody who is actually doing the work and can recognize things I wanted somebody to talk to me like that so here I am talking to those 20 somethings and those 30 somethings like me so we can go ahead and get this off our chest all right now listen we're gonna go ahead and get into the episode but before I do I want to say thank you for coming back and listening if you want to follow me you can follow me on instagram at kara underscore wit that's k-e-r-a-h underscore wit and if you want to follow me on tiktok where I just got a hundred thousand followers hello Okay, I started with 10 followers on there and just being silly and now I got a hundred thousand followers. man, that's crazy. But if you want to follow me on there, you can follow me on just Carol Whitfield on TikTok. okay? Give me a shout out, tell me you heard the podcast and if you liked it, let me know your thoughts. But anyway, listen, I've had a lot of thoughts about a lot of things over the past few months, and the only things that tend to cleanse my mind are these episodes that I do. You know, it's really like a spiritual and emotional dump. With these podcasts, like I said, I can only speak from my experiences. I'm sure it's in line with a lot of your own same experiences. So today, what I want to talk about is conflict resolution. Yeah, conflict. Sometimes it makes us a little uncomfortable, right? Listen, conflict is unavoidable, right? Of course, it's unavoidable. You're going to face conflict just like you're going to face stress. But one of my triggers is unresolved conflict. I don't like leaving issues on the table. It makes me very, very uneasy. And I feel a lot of tension whenever I'm not getting along with somebody that I have a close and personal relationship with. It just makes me very unsettled in my spirit when I feel like things are lying in wait and left undone. I guess you call that kind of like anxiety. Growing up, Issues were never resolved in my house, you know, because I knew what it meant to bring up issues or bring up a time where I felt offended. I knew I couldn't talk about that because when I did, when I did bring up issues, I was met with backlash and blame to the point where I just stopped expressing myself and I stopped being vulnerable with people that I should have felt comfortable being vulnerable with. Which, of course, leads to resentment because afterwards, everyone just acts like nothing ever happened. You know, you know how it goes. And that can cause damage to any relationship. Damage that isn't healed without a meaningful conversation. It's one thing to be in an argument and you, and you just have to stop when you feel like things are just going in circles. You know, you have to put the conversation down. But you got to pick it back up because the issue isn't going away. You know, it's okay to take a break and gather your thoughts. Sometimes that's the best thing to do, but you cannot leave it unfinished. People who walk away from arguments to never return are emotional abusers. Yes, in my opinion, they are emotional abusers, especially if they are the ones that are causing harm. Think about it. What does that do to the other person who Who is expressing themselves. You know, when you're in an argument, you are in a vulnerable state. You 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 have all these type of emotions that are going on, and you're trying to express how you feel and and say things that are really in your heart. But when someone just walks away and or just hangs up or slams the door or whatever they do to leave the conversation, that leaves the other person in a feeling of hurt, anger, distrust, and most of all, unsupported. If you're the type of person that consistently walks away from conflict, how do you ever expect to have a meaningful relationship with anybody? When you leave things unresolved, they rot. Small issues become big issues when a simple conversation would have sufficed and corrected any misunderstanding. But misunderstanding happens when you never learn how to communicate. As a child, I never had my feelings validated, never. I never felt validated. I couldn't bring up issues without fear of being blamed or made to feel guilty about my own emotions. <laughs> I was accused of complaining too much, you know, or or having an attitude. And this shows up in my personal relationships. You know, I've had close and personal relationships with people where communication was a major issue. And these communication issues proved to be most prevalent in people who also grew up in a household where their emotions weren't validated. So now as adults, having this childhood issue of not being able to communicate and not having your feelings validated, and now we have to navigate in this world and build friendships and relationships with people, all while carrying this burden of not knowing how to communicate. This puts a major strain on any human connection. A complaint that I've heard from some of my friends or people that I know is that I can go on and on about, about an issue. I sat with that criticism for a minute and, and I tried to be objective as I could be just to try to understand what they meant by going on and on. Why did they feel like the conversation with me was being drawn out? Where did that come from? Why did they feel that way? Well, before I start to get too Critical on myself, I first considered the source. Is this person used to talking out their problems? Or do they run from them? Do, they val- do I value their opinion? Are they listening to understand or listening to respond? After I think about all of that, I begin to think from my own perspective. And what I gathered is the reason that I come off as long-winded in a disagreement or going on and on is because I want to find common ground. I want peace at the end of our conflict. As I said before, I never felt validated. It is very important for my feelings to be validated in a disagreement. It's a major trigger for me. And if I'm having an argument or a conversation with a person and I feel like they are being dismissive of what I feel, then I'm going to want to keep talking about it until you can understand me and I can understand you. I understand that that comes off to people as if I want to be right. And that's not it. That's not the case. I don't want to be right. And here's the thing. When it comes to feelings, there is no right or wrong. That's how someone feels. You can't say that they're wrong when they feel what they feel. If somebody says, I feel offended by you, you can't say, No, you're wrong. How can you tell somebody they're wrong for feeling what they feel? Now, they may be wrong in your intention, but they're not wrong in feeling what they feel because feelings are real. From my point of view, I just want you to hear me and understand me. For example, if I tell you that, Hey, friend, person, whoever, when you do this, X, Y, Z, it makes me feel like this. When I express that to a person, I expect them to listen to what I said and understand why I feel the way that I do. Even if their intent may be totally different from how I received it, that's perfectly fine. That's what communication is for so we can come to an understanding. Lashing out, placing blame, or hitting below the belt does not help. Let's talk this thing on out so we can get to the bottom of it and get to the other side of it. You know, people say that they don't have a problem talking issues out. In fact, if you ask most people, they'll say that they prefer to talk talk issues out. You would think that they are rational like that. But it's a different story when it comes to someone saying that you did something to offend them. Now, you have to face the mirror of accountability. And that makes people very, very uncomfortable. You know, I can relate to to that. I can relate to feeling very uncomfortable when somebody said you've done something to offend me because I don't like to be offensive to people I care about. Now, let me let me let me apply some clarity to what I just said. Now, sometimes I say things that are offensive or petty or shady. I say a lot of things in a joking manner. But let me tell you something, when it comes to somebody that I care about, I want to make sure that I'm not doing anything to you that is going to be detrimental to our relationship. Because honestly, we got to deal with each other. That, of course, I want to make sure that we have a peaceful time. You know what I'm saying? Conflict makes me uncomfortable, but I'd rather take a deep breath and face it than to let it fester over time. I tend to get very uneasy by conflict, as I said before, because in my experience, addressing conflict meant the end of a relationship or significant damage to the relationship. For me, it meant that I can no longer trust you with my feelings, which eventually caused a domino effect like hyper-independence, but I'll address that at a later time. When people have a disagreement, they want to be able to trust you that they can express themselves in a manner that makes them feel safe. People don't want to be attacked when they have a problem. That's why we should all be open to criticism. You don't have to receive every piece of criticism from everyone, especially if it's coming from somebody that you don't respect or value their opinion. Like I said earlier, consider the source. Use your discernment. You know who you should listen to, who you should. You know, I, I, I personally don't think that I make it difficult for people to come to me with criticism. Actually, I feel like I'm the one who's always bringing up issues with people, but that's besides the point. You know, maybe I'm pointing out too many flaws. Maybe I'm being picky. I don't know, but I I definitely do bring up an issue if I feel like you have offended me, for sure. You know, if I know we have frequent interactions with one another and I value that interaction, then I'm going to address any issues because I want our time to be together to be pleasant. You know, I want us to be on the same page. I feel like anyone that you're in a relationship with. Be it platonic or otherwise, you should know what each other's boundaries are. You know, you should know what each other. You, you should know what people are sensitive about. Maybe you won't know everything about them and their emotional triggers, because ultimately triggers are your responsibility. But you should know who they are as a person, and you sh- they should know how- and you should know how to deal with each other, especially as people who decided to be in relation with one another. You know, I think the older we get, we should all be very particular about the type of people that we have in our lives because it can affect how you operate. You learn what love is and what love looks like when you grow up. And that's constantly ever changing. So if you surround yourself with people who are very negative, who have a warped sense of love, I think you can end up taking on that idea of love. And that's why I think it's important to monitor who you have around you so you can pick up positive habits. As I round the corner to 40 in a few years, I'll be 36 September 12th of this year. (laughs) You know, I decided to be more conscious about what I take in to my mental. That means I am now more concerned with who and what I allow around me. I never liked the feeling that I had after conflict. So now As an adult, I make it a point to resolve it. And if there are people in my life who don't share that same desire, then I must create boundaries to protect myself from those toxic behaviors. I choose not to repeat the cycle. I choose not to let the issues pile up until they become worse than they started. I choose to express myself and demand that I am heard. Because if I don't, I'm doing that little girl inside of me a disservice. Little Kara was powerless little Kara couldn't articulate how she felt but adult Kara can I can honor my younger self by advocating for my adult self and that's what you have to remember you got to honor your younger self by giving your adult self what you have always yearned for be the adult that you always wanted heal your childhood trauma by doing the opposite of what you were taught That's why I keep reminding myself of that. I didn't know how to communicate and I still have issues sometimes with being passive aggressive. But the only way to get better at what you struggle with is to get more practice at it. I hope you enjoyed this episode. These are just my opinions told from my perspective as seen through my own reality. You don't have to agree, but I implore you to look within, self-evaluate how you can contribute more to yourself and the people in your life. And thank you for listening to the episode. I really appreciate it. Stay tuned for next time. of Hot My Community Podcast. I'm your host, Carol Whitfield. Y'all be well.